Pawnee Mental Health's governing board has announced a new chief executive officer who will succeed the retiring Robin Cole. Michael Rezcalo was introduced as the board's choice Thursday following an extensive national search process. He most recently worked as vice president of operations and chief operating officer of UMass Memorial Health Link in Worcester, Massachusetts, a large multi-service behavioral health, substance use disorder treatment, and community health provider. Cole says she's thrilled with the board's selection of Rezcala as her new successor. We have the very good fortune to hire someone who's highly qualified and who I think will do an outstanding job in continuing the process of preparing Pawnee to be fully functioning as a certified community behavioral health clinic, not only in Manhattan, but across our whole 10-county area. Rezcala will begin with Pawnee Mental Health on March 4th. He'll work through March and April alongside Cole to ensure a smooth transition in leadership. Her retirement is effective May 1st. Rally County Commissioners yesterday heard a presentation to push the Keats Lagoon project forward. Planning and Special Projects Director Amanda Webb presented four proposals solicited for the environmental assessment necessary to begin the project. BG Consultants Representative Brian Foster assisted, advising there are still some potential preliminary studies that need completed. That could involve some additional things. Um, like we anticipate an archaeological survey being requested by some of the agencies, like the State Historical Society, is more than likely going to request an archaeological study be done. Commissioners opted to go with government assistance services, the least expensive option, but also an option that is familiar to the county, says Webb. Brent Wagner for government assistance. They're the ones who did our 2021 key. Their bid was $6,500. The costs for the project will ultimately fall on the residents of Keats. Riley County Police arrested a 28-year-old Manhattan man on a Riley County warrant Wednesday from an alleged domestic incident. Jose Trinidad is charged with five total counts of domestic battery and two counts of criminal threat. Police arrested him in the 3700 block of Saddlehorn Trail in Ogden, and he remains jailed on a $13,000 bond. A 44-year-old Topeka woman is jailed in Riley County on drug-related charges. RCPD says Jennifer Kerwin was arrested while at the police department Wednesday on a warrant for failure to appear. The original charge was for possession of an opiate. She remains jailed on a $10,000 bond. RCPD is launching a new crime reduction program in an attempt to be more engaged with the community. The program is based around some upcoming town hall meetings, as told by RCPD Director Brian Peets. And a crime reduction plan is kind of like a roadmap, pretty much just saying we've acknowledged or we understand uh, what our current statistics tell us about crime uh, within our jurisdiction, but is, as well as what that perception from our community is. Among the key subjects being discussed will be the growing fentanyl crisis that Riley and surrounding counties are experiencing. RCPD Captain Aaron Friedline discusses the importance of being present in the community as a means of combating the crisis. But oftentimes it's just trying to hit the street. We, we work information, we try and conduct interviews, and from all angles a- attack these groups and try and infiltrate them and see what we can determine is going on and who's responsible for that. The town hall meetings are scheduled Monday at Riley City Hall, Tuesday at Peace Memorial Auditorium in Manhattan, and Wednesday at the Ogden Community Center. All three of those meetings will begin at 6 o'clock. As we wrap up January, temperatures are expected to shoot into the 50s for the last week of the month and the first week of February. Meteorologist Chip Redmond with Kansas Mesonet says another round of winter weather could be likely in mid-February. The next big pattern break looks to be somewhere around that February 5th, 6th, 7th time frame where this pattern, the jet stream, once again, is going to retract back to the west across the Pacific. That'll open the door for another storm 
a really substantial storm system to move through. Redmond joins Cayman's Morning News every Thursday at approximately 7.35 a.m. The Kansas Department of Agriculture and K-State Research and Extension will offer four regional local food producer workshops in a way to assist farmers, market vendors, and those wanting to sell food products directly to consumers. Workshop topics will vary slightly by location. The topics included will be marketing, snap and double up food bucks, food safety, regulations on selling meat, eggs and poultry, and finally sales tax for vendors. The dates and locations for those upcoming workshops are as follows. February 9th in Olathe at the K-State Olathe campus. February 10th at Hutchinson Community College. February 23rd at uh, Parsons Southeast Research Extension Center. And then on uh, March 1st in Hayes at the K-State Agricultural Research Center. Registration for the workshops is uh, now open. It's $20 per participant. Those interested in registering can go to fromthelandofkansas.com slash fmworkshop. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN as K-Man's Morning News continues. For a third straight game, the Manhattan High girls dug themselves an early hole and weren't able to rally back in suffering a third straight loss. We get the recap from our Mitch Fortner. It was a rough shooting night for the Manhattan Lady Indians in the first round of the Mid-America Classic in McPherson as they're upset by the sixth seed, Shawnee Mission East, by the final score of 41-37. Manhattan only shot 15% in the first half, a better 31% in the second half. Manhattan was down the entire second half, clawed within three a couple of times, but could not complete the comeback. 14 points led by Delaney Larson for Manhattan. She also had a couple of rebounds, eight points as well from Cap Ball. Meanwhile, for Shawnee Mission East, they're led by one of the best scorers in the state of Kansas. Abigail Long, who is a commit for Yale basketball, who averages 24 points a game, finished with 22. Manhattan did force 27 turnovers in the game, but Manhattan was out-rebounded 49, including 15 offensive boards from Shawnee Mission East. With the loss, Manhattan has now lost three straight. Their record is now 7-4. and four. They go to the Constellation side of the bracket. And today they'll play another clear 3 o'clock game in the Constellation semifinals as they will face off against Andover Central, who lost in the first round by the final score of 39-37 to a state ranked in 6A, Olathe South. Again, the Manhattan girls upset in the first round of the Roundhouse in McPherson yesterday in the Mid-America Classic 41-37 to Shawnee Mission East. I'm Mitch Fortner, News Radio. KMAN. In girls action as well yesterday, Frankfurt dropped Onega 57-34, while the Junction City boys dropped Emporia 46-41. The Manhattan High boys back on the floor tonight nearly a full week after having their six-game winning streak snapped by the top team in 6A. At 8-3, Benji George's team is visiting 5-6 Blue Valley. We've got ourselves to a great spot here, closing out the first half of our season, and and you know there's games on our schedule that we can go, you know, be successful with, but we got to keep grinding. I mean, the mountain's going to get steeper and, and the air is going to get thinner and all that good stuff and we got to be ready for it. Tip off tonight at 6. Coverage on News Radio KMAN at 545. The Indians then turn around and play a 6 o'clock tilt at Emporia tomorrow night as well. Tonight on the docket, these girls boys doubleheaders. Rock Creek at Wamigo, Wabunsee at Riley County. Donovan West visits Blue Valley Randolph. A full rundown on the scores and interviews coming up tomorrow morning on Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. Presented by WTC Communications, it gets underway at 8 tomorrow morning.
Wednesday's post-game conversation between coaches Jerome Tang of K-State and Iowa State's T.J. Otzelberger had its genesis in a concern that managers or others tied to the Cyclones team were stationed behind the Cats bench, effectively spying on what Tang and his staff were doing in timeouts. Kellis Robinette of the Wichita Eagle and Kansas City Star reported yesterday that sources told him that the Cats were concerned the info was then getting passed to the Iowa State bench via text message. Tang had a lengthy conversation in the handshake line with Otzelberger upon the completion of the game on Wednesday. No, nothing happened. We talked about a situation that took place during the game, and he said he would check into it, and I told him thank you and went on. I love TJ. Great job. Great. Uh, what an unbelievable environment out there. You know, uh, he does a great job. His team is tough. They, they play together. They're fun to watch. No fun to play against. <laughs> you know, um, I have, have all the respect in the world for him, what he does with his program, and I appreciate him hearing me out, and, uh, and he said he would check into it. What was the situation that you raised? I'd let, I'll let keep that between me and TJ. Otzelberger also downplayed the conflict in postgame as well. K-State turns its attention now to fourth-ranked Houston tomorrow morning. The Cats flew directly to Houston yesterday to prepare for the 11 o'clock contest. Coverage begins at 10 tomorrow morning on News Radio KMAN and 101.5 K-Rock. After a few days to recuperate from a stretch of three games in five days, the fourth-ranked K-State women will host BYU tomorrow afternoon. The Cats are in the midst of a stretch of four weeks without the injured Aoka Lee, but that's old for this team's veterans after Lee missed all of last season following knee surgery. Coach Jeff Mitty says there are a couple reasons the experiences of last season are paying off now. To, one, expand their games, to be responsible for a lot, a lot of big plays at the end of games. Um, uh, that could be a real benefit coming into this year, and uh, it certainly has uh, played that way. The Cats and BYU to tip it for tomorrow on News Radio KMAN and Sunny 1025. The Big 12 coaches have installed TCU as the preseason favorite for the coming baseball season, voting K-State to finish fifth. The Horned Frogs are coming off a year that ended in the semifinals of the College World Series. They picked up 11 of the 13 first place votes, Texas given the two others. The order then goes Oklahoma State at number three, Texas Tech at four, K-State in the fifth slot, ahead of regional teams West Virginia and Oklahoma, who tied for sixth. The top 10 teams in the conference standings this year advanced to the conference tournament in Arlington starting the Tuesday before Memorial Day. The Chiefs and Ravens get the early start on Sunday in the uh, title in the uh, conference championship weekend, that is. Kickoff to be after 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Our coverage will begin at noon with uh, coverage from the Chiefs radio network. That's followed at 1 by coverage from Westwood 1. The game broadcast itself is the national broadcast, and it gets underway again just after 2 o'clock here at News Radio KMAN. We'll then have the NFC title game with the Lions visiting the 49ers for you here as well on Sunday. Today, it's Manhattan High Girls Basketball to get things started at 3. 245 pregame from the Mid-America Classic as they match up with Andover Central. I'll be with you then from Blue Valley in Overland Park tonight as the Indian boys are on the road to take on the Tigers in a 6 o'clock tip-off, 545 for that coverage on News Radio KMAN.